You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Good morning. Good morning, church. Um, It's so good to be with you this morning. Um, I'd just like to say it's such a privilege uh, to be able to come around the Word, and it's a privilege that I get to share with you this morning. Um, So the title of the message today is Creating Space. Um, And from the very outset uh, of my message today, can I encourage you that um, just as Renu said that, you know, there's an opportunity for us to create space to receive the word this morning. There's an opportunity for us to create space to open our hearts for what God wants to speak to us. Because believe me, this, this message is speaking to me as well this morning. So, you know, we're on this, we're on this journey together. Amen. Well, is there anybody here who loves rearranging furniture? I know of at least one person. Love rearranging furniture. You just love changing things around. You know, maybe that's motivated around making more space in your house or, you know, maybe you want to make things more efficient. You had an idea of how, you know, maybe there's a quicker way that you can get ready in the morning. Or maybe you've brought something new. Maybe you brought a brand new arcade machine. And to make room for that in the lounge room, you have to move the couch a little bit. But, you know, there's people that just love rearranging their furniture. Or maybe you love spring cleaning. Just the idea of clearing out the clutter and making some more room. Maybe for you, it's making more room in your wardrobe so that you can buy more clothes. <laughs> but there's these moments in life where we love creating more space. And, you know, this can apply to other areas of our lives as well. Because our lives can be so full of things. You know, even, even the things that once brought us joy can sometimes become things that make us feel full, make us feel like there's no space in our lives. These things, they, they no longer create space, but they start to take up space in our lives. You know, do you have on your favourite streaming platform like a watch list, like a watch later list? like a list of shows, maybe you're a podcast person, like the list just keeps getting longer and longer. Maybe you read books and, you know, you've got more books in the bookshelf that you haven't read than you have. You know, these things that they're meant to take the pressure off us, they're meant to help us relax, they can just become another chore. Because like I have to finish this book so I can get on to the next one, to the next one, to the next one. You know, the things that we once used to create space in our lives can become just another thing that create pressure. But this morning, the good news is that Jesus provided us an example of how we can create space in our lives. And there's great benefit that that brings to us. Because can I encourage you, church, that God desires for us to create space for Him in every area of our lives, in our families, in our decision-making, you know, in our time, in our rest, And this morning, when we are talking about creating space, it's not just talking about time. You know, often we think about creating space about our time, but it's so much more than that. It's creating space for God in every area of our lives, in our decision-making, our activation, our giftings, you know, positioning ourselves and creating space for Him. Because we're created to live a life with God. Now, Romans chapter 12, verse 1 says, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all He has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, 
the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. You know, God desires to be a part of every aspect of our lives. You know, that's not without purpose. That's so that he can bring the best out in us. You know, God's great plan for each of us. You know, I think often we can, we can slip into a pattern of where we live life peripheral to God. You know, my life's over here and God's over here. And, you know, there's moments where we connect. There's moments where we approach God, but He's peripheral. But God desires for us to create space for Him in every area of our lives. And you know that through that, God promises that creating space will be fruitful for us. You know, God doesn't just desire for us to create space for no reason, but so that we can live out the perfect plan that He has for each of us. And can I encourage you that when we create space for God, that we experience more joy, we experience more peace, we experience more freedom in our lives. And the flow on effect from that is that we can bring hope and joy and love to those around us. Because the Bible's full of God's promises for us. You know, that when we create space for Him, that He promises that He'll guide us from Proverbs chapter 3, that He'll protect us from Psalm 23 that He'll strengthen us from Isaiah 43, that He'll give us wisdom in James 1, that He'll give us freedom in John 8, and that He'll bring us rest in Matthew 11. You know, these are some of, just the, pro- some of, some of the promises that God has for us, that when we create space for Him in our lives, that He can bring these things to fruition. But the question for each of us this morning is, how are we creating space for God in our lives? Now, how are we creating space for God in our families? How are we creating space for God in our giftings, in our talents, in the activation of His purposes in our lives, you know, in the pursuit of the mission that He's given us? And, you know, maybe we're not able to answer that question right now this morning, and that's okay. Because the good news is that God wants to show us how to do these things that this life that we live is a journey. You don't have to have it all together. And God doesn't just present this to us as an idea, but we have principles that we can follow and examples from His Word. You know, and what better example to look to this morning than the life of Jesus? You know, so what does creating space look like in in Jesus' life? You know, there's a couple of key aspects that we can glean from Jesus in the Gospels. Luke chapter 5, verse 16 says, But Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. You know, the word often, that speaks of frequency. This is something that Jesus did regularly. Jesus often chose to create space to step out of what he was doing in the everyday routine and solely focus on God the Father. Solely focus on God in prayer, in in relationship with the Father. You know, I see this, you know, the, the word often, it's not just something that Jesus did on the weekend. You know, it wasn't just a, a Sunday thing, but Jesus created space with the Father in His every day. You know, Mark chapter 1, verse 35 says, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. You know, that, that verse starts with before daybreak. 
you know, that speaks of something that's done in preparation. You know, the good news is that you don't have to get up before daybreak. But it speaks of something that's done with intent. You know, something that's done before. You know, it's not reactive to the situations that come up in life. It's not reactive to how the week has been. You know, but I see this as a regular intentional practice done out of relationship with the Father. Because I believe that often we can create space for God when we feel that we need Him more. You know, we create more space for God when we feel that there's a need. But in the moments where we feel like in ourselves that we have it all together, you know, that space can, can get smaller and smaller and we start to close it off. But what we see in the, the life of Jesus is that he created space first. And, you know, as a result of Jesus creating space, he, he only did what the Father told him to. You know, he lived a life perfectly aligned with the, the will and perfect plan of the Father. John chapter 5 from verse 19 says, So Jesus explained, I tell you the truth. The Son can do nothing by himself. He does only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, the Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will be truly astonished. You know, in Jesus' activation of his calling of the purposes that he'd been created for, he created space for the Father. And you know, in, in creating space, he allowed the Father to direct him, to lead him, to create a perfect path for him. And he was able to fulfill the purpose that God had laid out for him. You know, I love the, the promise from John 14, 12, that we'll, we'll see even greater than what Jesus saw. You know, that in creating, in our own lives, that in creating space for God, that he will do the same for us. That we'll receive his direction, that, that he will lead us and that through us, God will do amazing things. Because God desires for each of us to live a life that is of purpose and one that brings about joy, peace and fulfilment. So how do we create space in our lives? You know, the first thing is that creating space is active, not passive. You know, just like we saw in the life of Jesus, that creating space is something that requires intent. Creating space is something that requires activation. You know, it's an active decision that we have to make on a daily basis to create space in our lives for God. Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 says, But when you pray, you should go into your room and close the door, then pray to your Father. He is there in that private place. He can see what is done in private, and He will reward you. You know, a question for each of us this morning is, what steps am I putting in place to create space for God in my life? You know, am I being intentional about creating space for God in everything that I'm doing? You know, this could look like purposefully setting time aside to seek God. Because, you know, we may understand, for example, that in our decision making, it's a good thing to seek God. 
But do we know what that looks like for each of us? Do we know what it looks like to create space for God in our decision-making? You know, and the encouragement this morning is that if that's something that you're along the journey on, that God wants to show that to you. That as you go to Him, that as you create space for Him to teach you those things, that He will do just that. So creating space requires action. It requires intention. The second thing is that creating space is asking God to show us how to take real rest. Matthew chapter 11 from verse 28 says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. You know, what an amazing promise that God has for each of us that he will bring us rest. Now, if we look at the, the promises in that scripture, you know, if we get away with God, that he will recover your life, that he'll show you how to take real rest, that you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. You know, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want that? Who wouldn't want that to live freely and lightly? So the question for us this morning is, do I know how to take a real rest? And God's promise for us today is that if we don't know how, that he will show us, that he will take us on that journey. You know, there's, there's four actions in that, in that scripture in response to the promise that God has. The first is to come to Jesus, to create space for him. The second is to get away with me, create space, to walk with me. Now, creating space in our everyday, living life alongside God and work with me, creating space in, the, in our activation, the activation of our gifts and our talents. Because there's a difference between soul rest and when we rest in God. You know, we, we find rest when we, when we sleep. We might find rest in a good book or sitting outside in the sun. You know, these things, they rejuvenate us. They bring about relaxation. But the rest that's referred to in this scripture isn't just about stopping, but it's about resting in God. And finding real rest in God, that overflows from our relationship with Him. Because can I encourage you that we can rest in God in our doing as well, not just in our stopping that we can rest in God in our doing by creating space for him and allowing him to help carry the load of what it is that we're doing. And can I encourage you that the real rest that Jesus has for us, it doesn't just bring about a physical recovery, but a spiritual recovery of our whole selves. And it's in this place that peace and joy overflows from us. The next thing is that creating space is understanding your limits. Creating space is understanding your limits. 
Now Mark chapter 6 from verse 30 says, The apostles returned to Jesus from their ministry tour and told him all they had done and taught. Then Jesus said, Let's go off by ourselves to a quiet place and rest a while. He said this because there were so many people coming and going that Jesus and his apostles didn't even have time to eat. So they left by boat for a quiet place where they could be alone. You know, I see in that scripture that the people that Jesus and the disciples were ministering to would have gladly stayed with them for the entirety of the rest of their lives and not allowed them to eat. But Jesus was teaching the disciples the importance of understanding your limits, the importance of the gift of limits. You know, the gift of limits is understanding who you are, who you are and who God has called you to be. But it's also understanding who you aren't, who, the person that God hasn't called you to be. Because can I encourage you that you're not created to be the solution to every problem. You know, I believe that in understanding this, that there's freedom found there. That we're not called to be the solution to every problem. Jesus is the only solution. You know, the, in that passage, the disciples couldn't meet every need that they were confronted with. And that's the same for us. And you know, this morning, I'm not talking about closing our hearts and ignoring what is going on around us. But it's seeking God to understand where he's called us to. What things he's called each of us individually to put our hands to. Because you don't have to say yes to everything. But what is important is that we say yes to the right things. That we say yes to the things that God is calling us to the things that God is leading us in. So the question for us today is, are there areas of our lives that we're working beyond our God-given limits? You know, this is a question that requires some spiritual discernment, some, some seeking this out with God and the leading of the Holy Spirit because it's not a direct correlation to the things that we find easy. You know, often it's easy to relate our limits to what we find hard, to our limits to the things that are difficult in the natural. But it's also about understanding who God has called us to be individually. And my encouragement to you this morning is that if this is something that you're navigating in your life now, not knowing what to say yes to, not knowing what to say no to, that uh, you can book in a pastoral appointment because our pastoral team would love to, to talk that out with you, to, to help you on that journey. Because creating space is understanding your limits. The next point is that creating space is relying on God in our giftings. Now, and this starts with understanding that our gifts come from God, our talents, they come from God. Because in these things, it can be easy to rely on our aptitude. It can be easy to rely on our proficiency. You know, if you're good at something, maybe we don't need God in it. That, that can be how we feel sometimes. But in these gifts that God has given to us, He has so much greater than what we can do for us. You know, a simple, 
example for me might be if we're asked to lead the prayer meeting here on Sunday. You know, I've, the, the true reality is I've been in church long enough that we can do an okay prayer meeting without thinking about it. But does that mean that it's the one that God has for us? Does that mean that what I'm doing is overflowing from the spirit that God has put inside of me? Or am I just relying upon what I know, my knowledge, my aptitude? But when I allow God to work in it, when I seek him, that's when something powerful happens. Not when I rely upon what I know, not when I rely upon my experience. So it's acknowledging that our giftings are are just that, they're gifts from God. They're things that God has given to us but that the power behind them comes from the Holy Spirit. You know, Acts chapter 1 verse 4 says, One time when Jesus was eating with the disciples, he told them not to leave Jerusalem. He said, wait here until you receive what the Father has promised to send. Remember, I told you about it before. And that's referring to the Holy Spirit. Wait for the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, if you put yourselves in the, in the shoes of the disciples for a moment, You know, they've just finished three years of on-the-ground ministry training with Jesus himself. You know, that's that's pretty cool. You'd think like, man, I've done three years of ministry training with Jesus. I'm ready to go. Like, I know it all. Like, best internship ever. But Jesus is telling them, don't leave here until you receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just about our experience It's not just about our talents and our giftings, but we need the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need to create space for the power of the Holy Spirit in our giftings. Because it takes the natural things that God has given to us and it causes them to have a supernatural impact. You know, we create space for God to empower us and strengthen us in our giftings. You know, in doing this, we we deliver our gifts with the personality of the Holy Spirit, with the fruit of the Spirit. And it's important that we create space for this as well. Now, the question for us today is, are there times that I'm relying on my gifts and talents and I'm not relying upon God and the power that He provides? Now, creating space is as much about what we do as what we don't do. Now, because it's not just about time, but it's about how we're positioning ourselves as well. How we're positioning ourselves and how we're opening our hearts to God in every moment. You know, in John chapter 12 from verse 1, I love this scripture. So six days before the Passover festival, Jesus went to Bethany. That is where Lazarus lived, the man Jesus raised from the dead. There they had a dinner for Jesus. Martha served the food and Lazarus was one of the people eating with Jesus. Mary brought a pint of expensive perfume made of pure nard. She poured the perfume on Jesus' feet. Then she wiped his feet with her hair and the sweet smell from the perfume filled the whole house. Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus' followers, was there the one who would later hand Jesus over to his enemies. Judas said, that perfume was worth a full year's pay. It should have been sold and the money should have been given to the poor people. But Judas did not really care about the poor. 
He said this because he was a thief. He was the one who kept the money bag for the group of followers and he stole money from the bag. But Jesus answered, don't stop her. It was right for her to save this perfume for today, the day for me to be prepared for burial. You know, what we see here is that amongst the busyness of what was going on, that Mary created space to be with Jesus. You know, if you've ever hosted a dinner at your house, you know that it's a pretty, it's a pretty busy time in your life. Or maybe you're just really good at it. But amongst the busyness, Mary created space to be with Jesus. You know, I think this presents a beautiful picture of creating space. That Mary was able to spend time with Jesus, gleaning from Him, learning from Him, and hearing from Him. And you know, in verse 7, in Jesus' reply, it says that it was right for her to save this perfume for today. You know, Mary was doing exactly what God was asking of her in that moment. Despite what everyone was doing around her, she created space to listen to where God was leading her to. Because there's a time for doing and there's a time for slowing down and being with Jesus. You know, there's a time for doing and there's a time for creating space for community. There's a time for doing and there's a time for creating space with your family. Because creating space is as much about what we do as what we don't do. You know, when we create that space, it requires us to fill the space with something. You know, I had a, had a conversation with a friend a, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, they'd felt that there was this area of their life that God was asking them to pull back on. You know, it's time, it's, it's time for a new season. And, you know, this was something that they'd done for a long time. You know, and it was a very, very good thing. Like God had positioned them in this place for, for this time. You know, and as, as they felt God calling them to step out in this season, you know, in that conversation, it just came up. It's like, so, so what are you doing with this extra time that you have? And, you know, I was, I, I was amazed and, you know, it really spoke to me that this person, that they're using that time to create new patterns in their family. You know, they're using the time that they have for like a family dinner. And I thought that was incredible because, you know, if we remove something from our lives, even like if, if God calls us to, to remove something from our lives and we don't replace it with something else, you know, it's still going to get replaced with something. It's just not going to be replaced with an important thing. And, you know, sometimes the, the space that's created might be out of our control. You know, you might finish a short course that you were doing and all of a sudden you have eight extra hours in your week. You know, if we don't ask God what He wants us to do with that time, we're probably going to watch eight hours of Netflix a week. Because when we create space, it requires us to fill the space with something. And you know, sometimes those things that God is calling us to do, sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes it can be things that we haven't done before. Sometimes it can be a new thing. You know, Isaiah chapter 40 
3 verse 19 says, For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. So a question for us today is, what area of my life is God calling me to create space in? You know, maybe God's calling you to something new, a new practice, a new, a new behaviour. You know, for me, something that I've had to create space for in my life is dealing with my emotions. You know, acknowledging that I'm not perfect, acknowledging that there is brokenness in my life. And in doing that, creating space for the Holy Spirit to work in that. And you know, I can, I can give testimony of the fruit that that has brought to me. You know, I'm experiencing more joy than I ever have. You know, I'm having deeper conversations than I've ever had. And yes, that's confronting. Yes, sometimes it's uncomfortable, but that doesn't mean it's not what God has called me to in this season. You know, and there's freedom in that. There's freedom found in that. So I've had to choose to create space for these things that God is calling me to. You know, when God calls us to something new, when, when God paves a new path for us, we can trust His promises in it. And you know, my final encouragement to you this morning is that creating space is powerful. You know, Acts chapter 2, verse 2 to 4, says, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a noise came from heaven. It sounded like a strong wind blowing. The noise filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like flames of fire. The flames were separated and stood over each person there. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak different languages. You know, in this we see that the people were intentional about creating space. You know, they're meeting together in one place, in one accord to remember Jesus. You know, they're standing unified, but the picture I see is of people that are present, you know, open hearts. You know, they're there for a purpose. And then suddenly, you know, we see the Holy Spirit move powerfully in this moment. You know, they've created space for the Holy Spirit and then suddenly the Holy Spirit moves. And you know, this moment was a catalyst for change. You know, it didn't just impact these people and their families, but you know, this is a foundational moment in the, like the history of the entire church. And you know, we can experience that same power today. But can I encourage you that you know, sometimes the change is gradual as well, that sometimes God has to take us on a journey, that He has to take us on a process for change. You know, because the idea of suddenly can make it sound quite forceful. Like everything changed in an instant, and sometimes it's like that. But Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. But He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His Spirit deeply and gently within us. 
You know, sometimes God's work in us is gradual because God is gentle. And sometimes we don't even know the changes happen until we look back. Now, have you ever been so busy with something that all of a sudden it's like, where did the sun go? It's like it was just there and now I don't, I don't know where it went. But that's a gradual change and we don't notice it. And sometimes our lives are like that. But when we open our hearts to Him, when we create space for Him in our lives, you know, He will speak, He will work in us. And you know, uh, an example from my own life in this is that, you know, for a number of years, I, I worked in a small business for myself. And you know, there'd been this desire like inside that maybe it was time to move into a new season, but it wasn't something I'd verbalised it. To be honest, it wasn't even something I'd acknowledged. I'd just, you know, I'd kept it pushed down. And there was an opportunity that arose for a new part-time position. And you know, my, my immediate response to that is no. Like just straight up, just like, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. But in the, in the hours after, like being so adamant that it was a no, I chose to create space for God in that situation. And, you know, He led me on a journey. You know, it wasn't one that was a suddenly moment. Like my mind wasn't just changed in an instant. But over the, the couple of days of thinking about it, you know, I allowed God to process me and that turned into a couple of weeks of knowing that God had me in the right place. And you know, that, that decision that God led me to has been amazingly fruitful and perfect for me in the season that I'm in. And how could it not be when God's hand is upon it? Amen. Because when we create space for God, when we create space for the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, we find freedom. You know, 2 Corinthians chapter 3 from verse 16 says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit. And wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes, and more, makes us more and more like Him as we are changed into His glorious image. Now there's such amazing freedom found in creating space for God in our lives. You know, just like I found in that, in that work situation. So just as we finish up this morning, I have some questions to ask the Holy Spirit for revelation and breakthrough in is, you know, what area of my life is God calling me to create space in? You know, is it in rest, in, in my talents, creating space in my family, in, in my activation or a combination of all those things? And another question this morning might be, why do I find it difficult to create space in my life? Because I believe that, you know, even in this moment, that as we create space for the Holy Spirit to speak to us, as we create space for God to speak to us, that He's going to bring revelation, that He's going to bring understanding, that He's going to speak to people in this place, that He'll bring peace. So for just a couple of moments, why don't we just open our hearts? You can close your eyes if you want to. We're just going to open our hearts to, 
the Holy Spirit and allow Him to speak. We just create space. Such an important, important teaching for us all. I want to encourage you, this isn't just a good Sunday message. This is a biblical pattern that Jesus exemplified. And it's something that we should be looking to apply to our own lives as well. If if I'm to be transparent with this morning, one of the best things that I did in the last 12 months was purposefully eradicate things from my life that I was overcommitted in that weren't fruitful and make space for my family. It has changed the way our family unit works together. And I just want to encourage you, this can be the same for you also. It it takes some really big calls on your behalf to put things in place. But when you do it, the fruit on the other side of it is amazing. Just before we finish today, um, I just want to encourage you that if you if you don't know Jesus personally, th- this message is so true for you this morning that before that you even thought about creating space before you heard this message, God has already created a space for you. Created a space for you to be known, created a space, a space for you to be loved, restored, so that your sin can be forgiven and you can have a perfect relationship with God. That's God's heart towards every single person on planet Earth. He's created a space for you and I in His kingdom. It says in Romans 10 verse 9 that if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. How do you become known by God? You just confess that He is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised Him. And you enter into a beautiful relationship with God. So if you're watching online this morning, if you're in the room, I just want to create a moment for everybody. Just If everyone could just close their eyes for just a moment. The truth is that we are all in need of being saved from our sin, of being known by God and forgiven. And if that's you today, if you haven't had the opportunity to do that in your life yet, this is your moment to be able to respond to God. And what I want to do this morning, if there's anybody in this space watching online now or a later time, I just want to invite you to pray a prayer with me. Pray a prayer of asking Jesus to come into your heart, forgive you of your sin, so that you'd be known, loved, and restored to God. Church, can I invite you to pray that prayer with me also? Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that you raised him. Forgive me of my sin. I turn from my ways. And today I choose to follow you, to be known by you, loved by you, and restored by you. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.